0: Oh, Lord. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Celine. <laughs> and Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sweet TNTV. and TV. What a string of these where I've messed up every single introduction. Three in a row, three up, three down. They're all bad. Means you're batting 100, right? Uh, 100 on the fail, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, regardless of how well we open an
1: episode. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> Are you ready to kick this one off? We're Nikki? jumping straight into season five, episode twelve, and now here's Bernice. The Hulu episode description is: Anthony and the ladies help Bernice launch her own cable television show, while Mary Jo gets her heart broken by a handsome client. Air date December seventeenth, nineteen ninety. We're calling this one Bernice struts her stuff on public access. It was written by Dee Laduke and Mark Alton Brown, and directed by David Trainer. A little IMDb trivia this go-round that Delta Burke disappears in the final act of this episode due to the ongoing tension with series producers. And just in general, she's getting less screen time. That is womp womp. Yep, That's what you just talked about in last week's Extra Trigger. That's true. So if y'all didn't
0: hear that one, you might want to go back just to get a little behind-the-scenes um, knowledge there since it's a pretty... A uh, pretty complete timeline
1: that some folks have put together on, on what
0: happened with designing women.
1: Yeah. So what do you have in terms of general reactions? Bernice! Where have you been all of our
0: lives? We have not seen Bernice since Anthony's birthday. That was like the second episode. Wow. Has it been that long? That's like a long time because a very long time. She's pretty around these days um that sounded worse than i meant for it too but she's like on the show a lot yeah uh and so i thought that was kind of i wonder if she was like doing a play or something that time mm. but i can't help but think of the great addition that she would have been in some of these other episodes particularly charlene's haunted house and the bachelor auction oh she
1: would have been great in the bachelor auction for she's sure
0: primed for it
1: yeah you know it's so funny we're on the same wavelength because my very first general reaction is that Bernice infuses infuses something special into every episode she's in. And I do wonder if she's possibly underused. And what's the reason for that? Mm-hmm. What's the behind the scenes drama for your mama behind that, Selena? Uh,
0: I So I don't know any of that, but that might be something worth looking into. Yeah, And one thing that I, I will say, though, is we're kind of circling our last hurrah here with Gene Smart and Delta Burke is that it is my memory that we get a whole lot more Bernice in season six and Mm -hmm. season seven. Mm -hmm. And that alone is enough for me to give it a shot. It sounds like it can't be that bad. And like more Anthony. Yeah. Right. So the whole time we've talked about, we more Anthony, more Bernice, and then we're going to get more Anthony, more Bernice, and we'll be upset about it. just, Feels weird. Yeah. So yeah. Something to think about as we kind of round the corner in the show.
1: Even with it being said that she is a high point in the show and just brings something special with everything, um, this episode to me really dragged. And that is probably my number one reaction is it felt really slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it took two-thirds of the episode just to get to Bernice's show and see her on air. And then maybe that that was like a lot of buildup for – what ends up being kind of a wham bam thank you ma'am payoff. Yeah, uh
0: I especially the the very very end. Mm-hmm. Like The Revenge uh Revenge. The Revenge. I yeah, I'm not sure it really I'm not sure it really worked. I'm yeah. not I don't there could have been better revenge. There's like, and it's been executed better in other shows. Like I'm thinking of sex in the city. Samantha gets cheated on. She puts posters up all over the city of the mm-hmm. guy. And if you see this man and I, it, it just, it visually worked better. Um, it landed a little funnier. I just think it was even the last line that Mary Jo says where she's like, do not date this man. And yeah. I'm like, it just felt like it could have been stronger. Yeah. It needed a little bit more punch. Uh speaking of these two things together, it's unholy, unclear to me what is the A and what is the B here. Because there's part of me that it feels like the episode is named after Bernice. Mm -hmm. But there's usually the B is small. There's not a lot to it. We spend a lot of time on what's going on with Mary Joe? to your point, we don't get to the public access show until the last two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's just, I don't know that this is unanswerable, mm-hmm. but I, I think that speaks to what you're saying about maybe the balance is yeah. not there.
1: I hear you. I was wondering, another thing I thought about as I was watching this episode is a, a criticism maybe that you've had uh, of the show is that Mary Joe never really seems to mm-hmm. get an adequate amount of airtime and like the jogging episode is where it came up most recently uh-huh. where you felt like we had a Mary Joe storyline that gets co-opted by Julia. So we've had a string now, at least these last two episodes we've talked about have been very Mary Joe focused, her and her daughter. And then this episode, her and Donald, are you feeling maybe like she's getting finally a little bit of due or are you feeling like you still don't think she gets enough.
0: So my other argument is once they finally give her something, they, I'm not sure they ever give her something that's fitting for her. Mm. Um, and I don't like coming into this entire show, Mary Jo was always like a favorite character for me, mm-hmm. but now like digging into the show, I just, I don't feel like um, any Potts was really allowed to shine like she could in this. And I think we've talked about this before, but I think it remains true. Uh, I'll be curious to see, because I haven't watched season six and seven probably in like 12 years. So I don't remember her individual plot lines, Mm -hmm. really. And so, you know, maybe it gets better. I I think just based on the reception of those seasons, that's probably not the case. But I just think, too, about it's so funny to see this, you know, we're watching this now. But in real life, young Sheldon is about to go off the air Mm. (laughs) almost every time we post something about Mary Jo to Instagram, someone is talking about Ma, mm-hmm. And I just think I'm so happy for Annie Potts as an actor because I feel like that is um, a role she was really allowed to shine in. Cause I think she is a really, really, really good actor. So uh, I don't know that I answered your questions, but those are my thoughts.
1: <laughs> no, that, I, that's what I was wondering. I, I am trying to think in a parallel universe, what kind of plot lines would allow her to shine. And so one of the things we know, we talked about this um, at some point, either in our Annie segment or while we were talking about Jean Smart's pregnancy, but that... um, Annie Potts was pregnant and they weren't allowed to pursue a pregnancy storyline because they co- didn't quote unquote want two pregnant women on the show. Right. Um. So what is that plot line for her character that would have looked better? Yeah. I, Cause and, this has all been dating oh men this goodness. season. I,
0: I think part of the problem might be that she, this was not enough of a character actor role. Mm-hmm. I think maybe she could have been better at Bernice.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's a good point.
0: Um. Also I did read somewhere the other reason they wouldn't let it wasn't just because of Jean smarts because of Murphy Brown. Right. Yeah. So, we talked about that too. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, I think she felt sidelined in a number of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because there was probably so many strong, I, now, look, I'm thrown out of a lot of assumptions right now. So I want to be very clear about that. But uh, I think there was some, you know, you have a strong personality I'm assuming in Dixie Carter just by everything I've ever read. The things that we're talking about lately about Delta Burke and all of the drama there. And then I, you know, I think Jean Smart's probably very focused on leaving.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I just wonder if, if Annie Potts is just feeling like the fifth wheel
1: at yeah. this point. I think when we did our Annie Pot segment, she talked about how the show gave her stable employment at a time when she herself was in real life, a single mom and raising a young child. And so I don't know that she really wanted to fight too hard for more or That's different, fair. but I do yeah. feel like she was feeling sidelined. And I think that was something also, it looks like you have something else to say. Mm-hmm. The other thing they don't really give her a chance to do is be a mom which is what her character is. And I wonder if we got more than these bits and pieces of random storylines of her and Claudia dating the same guy. Maybe if we could explore her as a parent a little bit more. I I, I have two
0: main thoughts about that. One is I'm they, they've tried that, and it doesn't do – they're not great. And I think part of the problem is, and this is no shade to – it's not – I can't act, okay – But I think it is very hard to pull in child actors on a show because for every wonderful little gem that you get is a terrible, terrible kid actor that just takes things way, way sideways. And I do think just from a practical perspective, um, it might be difficult uh, to get the kids on set. Follow all the laws, make sure that they have plenty Modern of breaks. family did it really well. They sure did. They absolutely did. Not saying it's not home po-
1: improvement. Not it saying really it's well. not possible. Got me my Jonathan and... Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about it and say, hmm, because he's <laughs> a child. Um, not anymore. <laughs> just, he's older than us. Uh, so I, th- I think there are a number of complications. Um... Where are we? <laughs> Oh, I was sitting here thinking about home improvements, a Mel Anchored show. Modern Family was also a modern day. I think we figured it out a little bit better about how to work with children on a set. Um. So I agree, it can happen. It didn't happen for them. Full house. Sometimes I wonder too if they just like not everybody can write good children plot lines.
1: And I'm not saying that's the answer. I'm just suggesting what else could we have done with her character that would have allowed more room for her to be more interesting than a 30 uh, a mid to late 30 something out in the dating world
0: yeah well yeah and that was one angle though that actually was interesting when they paired her and suzanne up i thought that was Mm -hmm. a good episode when they went out there and tried some of the different things in that dating book um or like you know give mary joe a couple of episodes with the same person
1: right to build a rapport i would have like i think i would have liked that if we could have explored a relationship post jd with her mm-hmm. um because we got some jd storylines and i liked them
0: mm-hmm. yeah i thought they played well off of each other so i don't know i,
1: yeah. I one of my other big
0: things is for this one is just like, good Lord, this Donald guy is a putt. So bad.
1: It's like our notes, it's like we aligned our notes before we came. I swear we didn't. Because my final one is that part uh, where Donald said about Mary Jo that he was, quote, still trying to get to first base with her right in front of all the other women. It gave me all the heebie-jeebies. And like, no one was grossed out by that. Like Charlene was even charmed by it. Yes, I. So that actually sent my strays because, yes,
0: I. Said, do we need to talk about how weird it is that Donald told the whole room he was still trying to get to first base with Mary? Yes, Joe, we do. Is literally what I said. Yeah, we need, to
1: talk, about that. Yeah. <laughs> we need so to talk about that. I,
0: I feel like that's pretty well known nomenclature. You think he meant foot in the door? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse is if he had said. I'm still trying to slide into home base with Mary Jo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really trying to
1: close the deal.
0: Also, I wrote down this line because I while while we're on the subject of Donald. Um, let's see. She says, Why should I be in a hurry to date you? Because since we met, I haven't been able to think about anything else. Touching your hand. Um, sorry, <laughs> hearing your name, your perfume. I've got it bad, right in my gut, and only you can fix it. That is just, uh, ugh.
1: So gross. I hate everything about it. That is really gross. Right in front of a room full of people. And we talk a lot about how Charlene's super naive, but that was one, like, even Charlene, really? That was gross.
0: Yeah, I said, and that's why I said, like, only a putz would fill the need to make his affections that public.
1: Yeah. You know? That should have been the red flag. Yeah. That, Anybody, any one of her friends needed to guide her.
0: Well, Suzanne, well, except for Charlene. Right. (laughs) She's like, this is so charming. But Suzanne and Julia had his number. Also, I have to ask, and maybe I'm just jaded. Let let me make sure I have this right. They had three dates. He broke it off. They didn't have sex. Something is amiss. (laughs) unless we think he dumped her because she hadn't put out yet. I would have bought that, but just like three dates and he's like, and he just seems to be like a serial dater, like yeah. just dating. Like that's what really doesn't get does any, it. For he, him. Yeah. He doesn't need to, he doesn't, he just wants first base.
1: Yeah. That's closing that's the deal. Point.
0: Anyways, it just didn't, someone's lying. Okay. <laughs> what about strays? Uh, well, I, I only had something about revenge, um, and just the fact that I thought what she did was pretty anticlimactic,
1: so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of cut lines I wanted to talk about. Uh, Anthony said, I said your secret was safe. I did not say I wanted to share grooming tips. He said that after Charlene asked him if he finds the front flap of men's underwear to be annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, They just cut to commercial when she asked him if he found it to be annoying. But he actually said, uh, I don't want to share grooming tips, which I thought sounded cute. Um, And then there was a cut in the scene where Bernice was venting that her episode was falling apart It was between Julia saying kung fu house party sounded like a tough act to follow Uh and Bernice saying, we've got some hooker hunting to do. Uh The gist of it was uh, she thinks decorating is dull and uh, someone had suggested a variety show where she eats fire, Julia sings, and Suzanne fills her role as a local celebrity. Bernice also thought that sounded really boring. Then she was really bored by Mary Jo having a conflict of conscience about having to go see Donald. Uh, In the end, she said, poor kid, I thought she'd never shut up. After Mary Jo left. So, Bernice was, like, not having it. Any of it.
0: Should we have named this episode we've got some hooker hunting to do?
1: <laughs> I thought about it. I really did. I gave that some thought. But I didn't want to be
0: That person that called people hookers? Yeah. I don't want to be
1: <laughs> I didn't want to be Bernice. All right. I've got no good way to do this
0: except to say, not speaking of revenge, can we do a little sidebar? I'm oh, sorry. Uh-oh. Revenge. What are you over there? Needle pointing? I'm trying to fix my
1: necklace. <laughs> it's a sidebar, Selena's sidebar. She's got a keyboard looking for a reward by digging deep in the obscure, taking us on a detour. What you got, Selena? In Selena sidebar.
0: So, <laughs> smooth. Um... Donald and Mary Jo's brief love affair got me thinking about two things: grand romantic gestures and revenge. I can't ever say it right. Say it revenge. Right. revenge, revenge. Uh, revenge. <laughs> <coughs> oh, Selena, not me. That was really, really got me in the us. All right, so <laughs> it got me, it got me curious about the best of both of these. So I did a little poking around and I found a few worth sharing. So Nikki. Are you ready to, I think you're ready to fix your necklace, but are you also ready to dance on the thin line between love and hate?
1: Yes. (laughs) I thought you were going to have a grand romantic gesture for me. No.
0: So we'll start chronologically in order with the show. Let's start with the romance. I'll have to say that this was a tough exercise for me because I'm a practical gal, so I'm not sure grand romance really is my thing. Overly romantic things make me A little, yep. (laughs) Also, it turns out many grand gestures of the romantic variety, at least the ones I read, also have something really terrible in the mix. And so it kind of ruins the rest of it. But this first one I'll share was really sweet and comes to us from Shondaland, which apparently there's like a whole website and I didn't know that. And I'm going to read directly what she said because it's better than a recap for me. So this comes to us from Casey25, Westchester, New York. When a parent dies, your life changes in a million ways. Almost every single one of those changes is for the worse. Your dad and his wicked sense of humor and the effortless calm he brought to life are gone. His smile and his hugs, gone. He is just simply gone. The only place he exists are in memories. Your mom doesn't dance with him in the kitchen. She doesn't yell at him for leaving his plate next to the sink instead of in it. She cries and every topic of conversation brings her to him into tears. Seven months earlier, Chris took me to get a bacon, egg, and cheese at the diner at 4 a.m. in the morning. He made me laugh. He made me smile. He made me forget all the bad there was. Chris made me laugh, and he made me calm. He sat in hospital waiting rooms. Chris helped my dad sit up in bed when he was too weak to do it himself. He was the first boyfriend invited into a family photo. He put my dad first. And he held me when I cried. When a parent dies, people disappoint you, but they also surprise you. Strangers show up at wakes, and best friends stay silent. Then there are the people like Chris. They exceed every expectation. They keep you from falling too far. I'm 25 years old, and Chris has been my boyfriend for two years. That's a very short time for so many people, but for us, it feels like a lifetime. I love him for a million reasons. I love him for his smile and his calm and his humor, I love him for the person I am with him. I love him for making my mom laugh and smile. I love him for his intelligence and his talents. And I love him for the person he makes me. So I pulled that one because to me, that is the grandest romantic gesture is being there in the rough times. Um, And so, so many of the ones that I pulled, they were like, they were just like, and he read me poetry or, you know, and I just... Showing up for someone, in my mind, is absolutely the best thing that you can do. So that's why I picked that one. Um, Next up, I think it's pretty well known that Joe DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe were an item. If you didn't know that, they were all fireworks and wed in 1954, which might be why you didn't know that. But it is still a pretty famous relationship. The marriage lasted less than one year. However, years later, he really showed up for her after a very messy divorce with Arthur Miller. And based on what I've read, she was in a pretty rough place and he helped secure her release from a psychiatric hospital. He apparently also took her away with him while he was in spring training in Florida just to give her some much needed R&R. There are rumors that he planned to propose again. She tragically died less than two years later. He sent red roses to her grave three times a week for the next 20 years. And, a, and according to sources, when he died in 1999, his last words were, I'll finally get to see Marilyn. Oh, gosh. Before, it was really hung up on her. Before anyone collapses in the oohs and ahs, this is exactly the kind of example I meant. But then there's something terrible that ruins the whole thing. So I, I'm i not trying to ruin it, but I cannot omit it because it feels like a lie but it's also widely reported that he was very jealous of Marilyn and was allegedly abusive and i am not kidding when i tell you about these grand romantic gestures to be like and then he just he abdicated the throne oh yes but he was also a nazi sympathizer and so like every time you're just like okay that to me feels like a good segue to go on to revenge And I found a couple of stories, the first on Bored Panda. And I just like this one because I think it's cute. And it's not like some of the ones I read that just felt like straight up mean or perhaps would land you in jail. (laughs) So this is what he says. I gave my girlfriend my Netflix password while we were dating and asked her nicely not to use it after we broke up. But she continued to use it. So I waited until she was two seasons into pretty little oh, liars, no. and then I changed the password. <laughs> oh, no. And that just feels really modern,
1: you that, know? That's my form of petty revenge. That's
0: right. You're not really hurting someone, but you kind of are. You know? Just enough to ruin their day. That's right. So I'm going to go out with a historical reference. This one isn't revenge against a lover, but rather for one. So according to the website, all that's interesting, Maria Oct- Tabersky not only fought in World War II for the USSR, she swore revenge after her husband was killed at the hands of the Nazis. Maria sold all that she had and bought a T-34 tank that she named Fighting Girlfriend, and she even pleaded her case directly to Joseph Stalin to make sure she'd be the driver. He approved, and Maria trained for five months. Maria would eventually die fighting Nazis in January of 1944, but before she did, she was a billy badass who did what she promised. She took out a lot of German troops in some pretty epic tank battles. All right, Nikki, (laughs) aside from a good tank battle, which I know you love, what did you like about this episode?
1: I loved Anthony's little (laughs) hee-hee. After Charlene realized he'd been ducked down behind the counter while she was telling the underwear situation, it just sounded really cute.
0: Is it possible that we poked at each other's, pe- poked, peeked at each other's notes? <laughs> Do you have the same thing? It's literally my first thing. <laughs>
1: uh, I also love this Bernice classic, if you think he's cute, just tackle the big glute. Oh. I feel like those are words to live by. Yeah. Uh, and then Work It Girl, how do you like to strut your stuff on public access? That was uh, Anthony's rendition of Bernice looking for another guest for the show. Mm-hmm. I could watch that over and over again.
0: It was also it was also like a pretty spot on Bernice yeah. impersonation. Yeah. That one's also on my list. I'll just go check as you go through these. <laughs> That's it for me. Uh, so I also had Bernice on the highs and lows of the senior roundup show before mm-hmm. she came yeah. in to save the day. Well, the show certainly needs a little pick-me-up. Last week's episode, You and Your Prostate, was sexy enough. But it lacked the violence to pack a real wallop. So I'm calling my show 60 After Dark. I've lined up a real live hooker and a cop from Vice. Neither one knows the other's going to be there. He might just bust her on the air. I also like that we both have an After Dark special. I thought about that. Uh. I liked how Julia and Suzanne immediately jumped in with revenge ideas after uh, Donald, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, my notes say after Donald jumped Mary Jo. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be dumped. Anyways, I thought that was really sweet of them. Uh, The person, there was lots of little nuggets in this one I really liked. So the person running Bernice's show, I'm not oh. sure if she's the producer or the director. camera person. She's like, nah, I'll leave the camera running and take a call about 15 <laughs> minutes in. And then her deadpan of like, <clears throat> it's magic time. <laughs> Pretty delightful. And then uh, just all of Bernice's uh, shenanigans with the sugar bakers right at the end, basically trying to turn them in to a madam and home and her ladies of ladies of the night <laughs> the best of those was when she asked charlene how many treats she turned in a week
1: <laughs> she means tricks oh good
0: and i like that they're all just like kind of going for with it uh, until julia offers to throw her across the room <laughs> <laughs> ah well, I think we've talked a little bit about what we didn't like about this one, but is there anything else that you want to capture here?
1: I just have to say, mm-hmm. there was a part uh, <laughs> about halfway through the episode, Julia's eating grapes sitting at the bar, Okay, and she is eating with her mouth wide open, just oh. like chewing like a cow. Uh-huh. I, one, just can't stand that uh, in general. Two, for Julia to do that, like, what was she raised? Where was she raised that they told her she could chew with her mouth open? Yeah,
0: that doesn't seem in
1: taking with her. Drove me character. crazy. Yeah. Drove me absolutely crazy. Right, that feels like a detail we need to.
0: It doesn't even feel like something Dixie Carter would do. I, I know. Yeah, the whole thing that's oh, confusing.
1: That's why I didn't like it.
0: I feel like I don't often see the show
1: Oh, because you just I'm hear looking it? at the scripts. Oh, yeah, and,
0: yeah, and so I think I miss little details like that sometimes. Yeah. For me, it was just like. The idea of the Donald plot is fine enough, like Mary Jo dealing with someone who like is just so into her and then breaks up with her. But the execution was just all for me. So,
1: want to go ahead and rate this sucker? Sure. My rating scale is dumped women support groups and. I just put it at a three. I had it at a, at a 2.75, but I've just been a real grouch about the last few episodes. So I'm going to go with a three because there were some high points with Bernice. Just in general, it was kind of a snooze fest of an episode. Like it was just a little bit boring. That whole thing with Mary Jo and Donald, I thought was really boring. There was a lot of buildup for nothing. Uh, I thought the payoff at the end with the revenge was not super exciting. Uh, so not my favorite. Well, I'm about to blow your mind. I gave it a four point five. Good lord! Out of
0: five, turn treats. I mind
1: blown. I
0: think I'm just all Bernice on this. She's back. They let her cook. It was good, her cooking, and I just couldn't ask for anything more in that regard. I just kind of ignoring the other plot line. Okay, so uh,
1: 90s things. There was a Phil Donahue reference during the ladies telling Mary Joe about their horrible experiences with Donald. Okay. I didn't have any. Okay. Southern things. Mary Jo said something about being in an all fired hurry to go out with Donald and taking a cue from your playbook, Selena. It just sounded Southern. It sounds Southern. It just sounded Southern. Well,
0: that's why I gave two to Bernice for tackle that big galoot, which you all <laughs> already mentioned. If you
1: think he's cute. Uh,
0: yeah. And then uh, when she says to pack a real wallop, <laughs> that also sounds Southern to me. There you go. I mean, you just showed me one New Jersey person saying it, and I will take it right off the list. Anybody go ahead and do it. Who says Wallop in New Jersey? I'll wait.
1: I'll wait right here.
0: References that we need to talk about? (laughs) I don't have any look at that okay i just had do you know who this guy is that played donald
1: i started looking into him and no
0: (laughs) i like this is where nikki is going to tell y'all that she was like and it wasn't worth our time and then this is where i'm going to come in and be like here's my dissertation not that he's not on colin Burns. oh yeah oh but that is what you're saying no
1: (laughs) um just that it didn't feel of broad interest (laughs) i didn't
0: really care until i saw the name Burnson. And that caught my attention because it turns out he's Corbin Burnson's brother. And I understand that name might not mean a lot to a zoomer. <laughs> but if you're a little older, I think Corbin Burnson is quite well known. And he's an actor who was on LA Law that ran from 86 to 94. He was in the major league movies. And he's actually making some headway again in the Emma Stone TV series that's out now, The Curse, for his micro penis. Yep, I'm gonna leave that right there. And then back to Colin, I just wanted to see if I knew him from anything else. That's where this all started, okay? okay. Then when I started looking at his filmography, I was laughing so much, Corbin. I was laughing so much that I had to bring it here. And I'm, I'm sorry, Colin, I'm sorry. Two years after this episode, he would appear in Inside Out 3, a Playboy softcore porn made up of several stories. He starred in the story, The Wet Dream. Also in his filmography are "Carnal Fate," "Intimate Nights," "Dangerous Pleasures," and "Erotic Obsessions." That last one has an X rating. I couldn't help it. I was like, "What is happening here?" You don't he see that has crossover porn a lot. Star vibes. And now I can that see it you say it now. that.
1: Mm-hmm. He does. Mm-hmm.
0: Congratulations, Colin. Well, it had a happy ending at some point. <laughs> few of them it looks like cheese
1: and crust are we done
0: <laughs> this has been <laughs> our new edition of the height report no we
1: didn't go sweet tea and tv after that i didn't it i didn't make these movies that's it so next episode season five episode 13 pearls of wisdom we'd love everyone to follow along with us and engage instagram and facebook at sweet tea and tv we're on TikTok at Sweet tea TV Pod. And we're on YouTube uh, if you just search Sweet Tea and TV or look for Sweet tea TV7371. Our email address is Pod at gmail.com and our website is www.SweetTeaTV.com. There are, as always, several ways to support the show. You can just tell family and friends about us, or you can leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And then on our website, we have various ways to support the show. You look like a woman with something to say. Okay. So for our Patreon, Selena, we're going to have a special extra sugar about public sa- public access TV. I didn't want to skip over that altogether. And I have some fun stuff that I've put together. For our main feed, everyone can come back Thursday for part two of The Crown season six. We covered part one a few episodes back.
0: Mm-hmm. The Crown. She
1: doesn't <laughs> like it when I do that. I don't. And yet you do it. So Here we are. The crown. <laughs>
0: well, you know what that means, Nikki. What does it mean, <laughs> Selena? It means that you're going to get a new co-host. And it also means that we'll see you around the bend.
1: Bye.